0: Hello and welcome to Great Ridge Station, a place to sit back and relax while you're waiting for your train to board. I'm your host, Sam Helgerson, and I'm pretty much a fixture around these parts. This is a special series, a field guide for Christian leaders. We're reaching back over 1,500 years to bring you a leadership classic from St. Gregory the Great, a week-by-week look at timeless wisdom from the past. Thanks for stopping in on your way through. Book 1, Chapter 7 What drives your work? I've had a long-held conviction in my leadership. Once again, it's a contrarian view, but I stand by it. For any leadership position, never accept volunteers. In fact, I would go further than that. Never trust volunteers. I admit that's a little harsh, but God calls people. He does not look for volunteers. Over and over, I've seen the best prospective leaders need to be recruited, and it may take some strong convincing. Gregory explains this phenomenon, and then asks potential leaders to look at their own hearts in light of real-life lessons from the Bible. And that brings us to Section 2. And now, the lexeme of the day. Laudable. The word is laudable. It means commendable or deserving of praise. This is a pretty common word in its many permutations. Laudable, laudatory, laudacious. Okay, I made that last one up, but it's a good word and it ought to be in the dictionary. But what I've found, though, is that people know the word is used in ceremonial settings, but they don't know what it means in real life. That's why I'm here. So, let's see what Gregory has to say in Section 3. The Field Guide for Christian Leaders That sometimes some laudably desire the office of preaching, while others, as laudably, are drawn to it by compulsion. Some desire to be preachers, but others are compelled by God to preach. Let's look at two prophets. One offered to go, and the other, out of fear, refused to go. When the Lord asked Isaiah who he should send, he offered his service willingly. Here am I, send me. But Jeremiah pleaded that he not be sent. Ah, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a youth. Both are to be commended. While their voices spoke differently, their response flowed from that same fountain of love. There are two keystones of love, the love of God and the love of our neighbor. This is why Isaiah was eager to love his neighbors through the actions of his life and desired the office of preacher. This is why Jeremiah protests being sent to preach. He preferred to hold fast to his love of God through prayer and meditation on God's word. So what Isaiah desired, Jeremiah shrunk back from. And both responses are laudable. Jeremiah did not want to lose the blessings he had derived from silent contemplation, and Isaiah didn't want to lose the blessing of diligent work. Note this, the one who refused did not persist in his refusal, and the one who was eager to be sent saw himself purified by a coal from the altar. This reminds us that no one should approach any sacred activity unless they've been purged of their sins, and that no one who's experienced God's all-sufficient grace should deny it through a show of humility. Since it's very difficult for anyone to be sure that he has been cleansed, it is safer to decline the office of preaching. But when God's will makes that calling clear, it should not be stubbornly declined. This is shown clearly in the life of Moses, who is unwilling to take on the role of leading this great multitude of God's people and yet he obeyed. It would show that he was too proud if he took on that leadership role with no trepidation or hesitation. But it would also show that he was too proud if he stubbornly refused to obey the Lord's command. This shows that he was both humble and submissive. He did not consider himself to be worthy to lead the people, but he consented to the will of the one who had commanded him. This merits some soul-searching. If you're a rash one who has no fear of pursuing roles of influence, consider that even the holy men, when God commanded them, were hesitant to lead other people. Moses trembled, even though it was God persuading him. And yet a far weaker man strives to bear the burdens of others when he can barely carry his own load without falling over. He willingly tries to shoulder the pressures others face, but his own deeds and attitudes are too heavy for him to carry. His own burden is too great for him to carry, and he willingly makes it worse. Now, section four. And now, it's time to stand before the Mirror of Truth. Well, there it is, Book 1, Chapter 7. Have you noticed Gregory's deep knowledge of human nature? He steadily dismantles our tendency toward human-centered thinking and draws us back to Christ-centered thinking. Check your own attitude in this. Are you called, or are you a volunteer? Hard questions, but that's something to think about. Thanks for joining us at Great Ridge Station. As the train boards and rolls on to its next destination, we hope you found your time here helpful. The paraphrase of St. Gregory's work, along with supporting content, was developed by Dr. Sam Helgerson. As always, our sound engineer is Brick Martin. The opening music is from Guy Lombardo, Down by the River, and the closing music is from Javier Cugat, Brazil. Great Ridge Station, is a service of Great Ridge Group, LLC. Stay with us on this. We're eagerly awaiting your next visit to Great Ridge Station.